Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, who I could not do the show without, Adam Zaluf. Today, we're going to talk Steelers, Pitt, football, Heisman Trophy, college football coaches on the move, with NFL scout, award-winning writer, TV star of Steel City Sports World and the Boxing Authorities, my brother, smoking Jim Frazier. Jim, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> and, and Claudio, thank you, too. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim, let's first off start about the uh, Steelers. They're 5-5-1, five, five, and one, like you had called. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things that you had predicted. But number one, why are they 5-5-1? Five, five, and one? Well, the, the, the main thing, uh, Claudio, is um, they're just not a good football team. Um, somebody's dialing in at the same time. Are you still there, Claudio? What's that? Hello? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we got you. Dialing in. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're not a good football team for a few reasons, Claudio. Number one, I think um, a great professional team starts at the top. And I'm not just talking about the head coach. But you have to be able to hire great assistant coaches because you're not going to always be able to get great players. Um, you're going to have to develop those players. You know, Green Bay does a great job of uh, not drafting wide receivers before the third round, and they're all, all pros because uh, their coaches are able to develop those wide receivers. Bill Cowher in his 15 years of coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers had eight uh, coaches that was on his staff that ended up going on to be NFL head coaches. Uh, Mike Tomlin has zero, and he has zero on his staff right now. So not only are they doing a poor job of developing talent, um, they're doing a poor job of hiring coaches. And, um, and, and, of course, uh, about evaluating talent. So it, it's from the top down, like you said, and the, the, the one Italian saying. The fish um, sticks the from, fish the head. from the That's head. Right. head down, <laughs> That's right. That's so. right. <laughs> well, why is that? I mean, why are they not getting the right coaches? I mean, is he just looking for guys that he can, I don't want to say boss around, but guys that are just on the same page with him or – you know, what, what is it? Cheap? Is it the organization wants to be cheap? What is it? Well, the arrogant SOB. I mean, that's one. Um, I mean, he had the blueprint um, because <laughs> when he got hired, uh, he inherited all of uh, Bill Cowher's coaches, um, except for Dick Hope, who retired. And, um, hey, listen, when you, got, when you got Dick LeBeau running your defense and Bruce Arians running – uh, your offense, you really don't have any worries. And <laughs> you got Mike Munchak uh, running your, your offensive line. So you really have no worries as a head coach. But I think a lot of times, man, coaches, man, they – and people in general get jealous, Claudio, 
you know, Ryan Harbach was the best at it. You know what I mean? People can say he had all the talent in the world. People can say whatever they want. He just smoked a cigar and went down as the <laughs> greatest coach in history, record-wise and championship-wise. Right, right. But most people, their ego can't handle that. Um, you know, you take a guy like last year, no matter what you think of Bill Belichick, he's a football guy. You know, his dad was a a football coach and a military man. And, and no matter, I mean, New England was as bad as any football team in the NFL last year. They had a joke at quarterback at Cam Newton and, and Tom Brady and them was winning Super Bowls in Tampa Bay. And, and Belichick did not say one thing. He just was steady. You know, everybody was saying, oh, right. it looks like, they only won because of Brady. They only won because of Brady. Well, right now, in New England, don't be surprised if they go to the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy just knows how to. And you look at his um, head coaching tree. Now, these coaches may not have gone on to other teams because everybody's not a head coach. But, man, his head coaching tree is very impressive. And he knows how to put together a coaching squad that fits what he wants to do. And that's why New England right now is maybe the best team in the AFC. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, they can say what they want over the years, Brady or the players. Right now he's doing pretty good. And uh, nobody can yeah. criticize him, including me. I mean, I've not always been the biggest <laughs> Belichick fan, but I got to give him credit this year. I mean, I'd never say he was a bad coach, but I definitely have to give him a lot of credit for what he's done this year. Now, you mentioned Munchak. Now, a couple things, and I'm just being honest here, Jim said that it was a bad move to let Munchek go. Jim also said that they should not draft Bush. Uh, now, since Munchak has been gone, the line has gone down the drain. Uh, they, they can't protect Ben really well and consistently, and the running game is not doing well. Uh, and, of course, Bush is doing what he's doing. So, Jim, tell us why you thought losing Munchak was going to be such a big deal, not after the fact, but before the fact. And uh, why didn't you like Bush from the very beginning? Well, I'll answer your second question first, Claudia. The last time I was because of uh, I've seen to have some health issues all of a sudden uh, right around draft time or COVID <laughs> time. And, and I don't know if, uh, you know, Coach Tallman had somebody put something in my drink. But the last time I was uh, full-time <laughs> draft weekend, <laughs> with the Pittsburgh Steelers was 2018 and they was really hurting without Ryan Shazier. That was the, the, the months after he, he, he got paralyzed and looked like he was right. going to walk again. And, and although I didn't let him play again, and he's got mentally clear that he wants to play. I let him play. You know me, but, <laughs> but, uh, and, 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 I, and, and, you know, I put on social media before the draft, I told the Steelers, I told everybody that would hear me, I said, I got a player that's better than Ryan Chazier. Um, you know what I mean? Um, and he'll be available in the first round. And his name was Darius Leonard uh, right. from uh, all-black school called South Carolina State. Well, none of the Steelers ever heard of him. I mean, the guy was six four and a half, two hundred 240 pounds, and he could run, he could tackle, and he just loved the game. And they never heard of him, so instead they took a guy who was projected to go in the third and fourth round, uh, Terrell Edmonds, who I always said they only picked him because 
uh, Coach Tomlin probably took his mom to the prom in oh. <laughs> similar to the same hometown. You and, did say and, that. And that, guy, and that guy has been a bust. And Darius Leonard has been to the Pro Bowl every year. He was rookie of the year his first year. His rookie year, not only did he lead the NFL in tackles, but he um, was the second-place guy was 30 tackles behind. The next year, the Pittsburgh Steelers in desperation because they had no middle linebacker for a full year after they passed on Darius Leonard. Now they trade up to get uh, Devin Bush. Now, maybe it's because Devin Bush's dad played in the NFL. Maybe because Devin Bush is a heck of an athlete. I mean, he would be a good uh, running back, in my opinion. He would be a good a decent, I'm, I'm saying good, can make the, somebody's team as a, a defensive back. But you're talking about a guy that was at Michigan that never showed up against Ohio State or anybody else. And in all his years that he started at Michigan, and if, if Harbaugh had any other name, there, Devin Bush would have got him fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he did not nail Harbaugh for this job. Right. They bring him in to cover <laughs> tight ends and running back. Well, in in all his in four years at Michigan, he's had one career interception. So how do you bring in a guy? You wow. know what I mean? That basically has as many interceptions as Ike Taylor in his right, career, right. and you're bringing <laughs> him in to, to, to cover. He's a finesse ball player. He never seen a tackle he wanted to make. Now, he's an athlete. He can run from sideline to sideline in college. You run a sweep, he'll push you out of bounds. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's <laughs> he not going to hit the you. Best yeah, he got the best sideline shove game I've ever seen. Hey, maybe, <laughs> he fits, maybe he fits in with the Pirates. He doesn't hit. Yeah, he's not in. That's what he should have done. Or maybe the Steelers picked him up for their uh, – softball team right right you know but uh you know it was just a matter of time that he was going to get exposed and this is the wrong this is a blue collar town and i don't care who you are you could be the slowest middle linebacker in the world slowest middle linebacker i ever seen in my life was sales and theory's dad who was named sales and theory sales and theory started three years for pitt in between, uh, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Green was on one side, Ricky Jackson was on the other side. And you always say, Claudio, if he got in a race with a pregnant woman, he's coming third. <laughs> you and remember all my lines, what, Jim. I love that. You're yeah, right. I love it, man. And I tell you what, Claudio, there wasn't no human being outside of Dick Bucket that was going to out-hit Selson Theory. So he was loved in Pittsburgh. He never got an NFL tryout. He was just too slow. But you run that ball up the middle, and Selson Terry was putting you in the Allegheny General Hospital, brother. Mm. And that's what the Pittsburgh, that's what you need in the blue-collar town. They want a Mike Singletary. They want, they want somebody that can hit a Jack Lambert, right. you know, a Kendrell Bell, you know, a Greg Lord. you got to be physical here. And we get this guy that's running around, and basically he should be wearing pink panties on the football field, and now everybody, everybody that's watching the Pittsburgh Steelers is seeing it. Even Coach Tomlin is mentioning pretty much every game. Yeah, and, and what about your thoughts on Munchak leaving? Why did you know that was going to be such a big loss? Because nobody else talked about it but you. 
listen, Claudio, there's only been a handful of really, really great football offensive line coaches. One was uh, Joe Moore when he coached the University of Pittsburgh, and then he went to Notre Dame right. um, and did some great things. He's a graduate of Shelley High School. And you, as an offensive line coach, you have to be able to tell, to convince this guy to move somebody off the ball against their will. You know, offensive line blocking is wanting to do it. You know what I mean? You've got to have somebody that's not only going to teach you the technique, but teach you how to keep your legs moving, how to drive, you know what I mean, how to call out the different assignments when the when the defense is, is going to do different things. Who are you picking up? Listen, if you ain't hitting that seven-man sled until your shoulders are, are, are numb, right. man, a great offensive line coaches are hated by all their players while they're coaching them but love them after they retire because they're going to make you work. While everybody else is drinking Gatorade, or like the Steeler wide receivers, Claypool and them like to listen to music. <laughs> the offensive line, the offensive line is driving that sled up a hill, man. That's right. You know what I mean? You know, you're lifting weights while everybody else is taking a nap. You're lifting weights, man. And and that's what a great offensive line coach will do. And you can't be a great offensive line coach unless you got a little bit of gray hair. You know what I mean? Unless you got some respect, unless you've sure. been through it. And and not only did the Pittsburgh Steelers hire Mike Munchak's coffee boy, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, now, you know when, when they got done with Mike Munchak, they hired his assistant. And I said, then that was a mistake. And they didn't learn from their mistake because they hired the assistant. His assistant, assistant. right, right. Yeah, they fired the assistant and hired his assistant. So. And plus, on top of that, I said that the reason you want to get a great offensive line coach in here is for the one reason that the Pittsburgh Steelers had. There's no way Mike Munchak would have looked at this these bums that they got on the offensive line. I told you before, there's no this was the worst offensive line talent ever seen, ever watching football. And I've been the season ticket holder since I was four years old. I've never seen an offensive line is talent-wise as bad as this one. You know what I mean? They said Villanueva was the, the problem. Villanueva started every game so far for the Baltimore Ravens. I, I think they still lead the league in running. You with, know backup, what I mean? with backup yeah. running backs. With backup running backs. They say he was the problem, but he's better than anything we have right now. You know, and, and, and it's, it, any offensive line coach, worth his weight, would not have set Pat on this group of bums that we have. You know, he would have went out there and, and got somebody in free agency, somebody, you know, Winooski. He'd get rid of Winooski. Winooski's better than anything we have here. You know what I mean? And, um, and like I said, the problem is not only do they not recognize that we have a problem talent-wise, but also, you know, the, the coach can't coach his way out of a wet paper bag, and they'll probably wait too long. They'll probably give him another season, which is a season too long. I'd have fired that offensive line coach yesterday. Well, you know, before we go to a break, I have to mention one of the great offensive line coaches. You missed one. 
Chuck Knox, who developed Winston Hill, Hall of Famer of the Jets, wow. Tom Mack of the L.A. Rams. Uh, he, wow. you know, everywhere Chuck went, he had a big time offensive line. That was his heart. Even though he was the head yes, coach, sir. his heart was the offensive yes, line. Sir. And, um, yes, and, you know, you, you mentioned the sled and driving and uh, like you said, we, we talked about in other shows, it's the desire. It's, it's the, you know, the offensive lineman always had that attitude, you know, and I, I just don't see it uh, with this team. And, and then another thing I don't get is what you said. And that is you fire one coach and you hire a guy with a different name, but the same philosophy. So I, I don't quite understand it. They did the same thing with, I guess, Canada. They just hired him from within. So I don't know if that's lazy or if it's, again, back down the money, or maybe they just don't know what the hell they're doing. Who, who knows? But um, you know what? On that note, Jim, we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson Laurie and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. Don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get it on my website, ClaudioRalsano.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com, and there's a few left at the Barnes & Noble and Robinson Township. And don't forget to watch our show with Luther Dupree Jr., Smoking Jim Frazier, and myself, the best boxing show out there, The Boxing Authorities. You can watch it on live vivetv.network and that's with vive television network live.vivetv.network right back with smoking jim frazier it's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating fishing gardening and golf how about swimming and playing in the park parker yes hudson unless you're experiencing sneezing headaches nasal congestion itchy watery eyes and hives it's allergy season can grandpa help people feel better Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. Gotcha. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, Jim. Um, now, the rest of the way for the Steelers before we go on to pit football, uh, what is your – 
prediction for them? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Are they just going to win maybe another game or two? What are your thoughts? Before that, I'm sorry, Jim. Before before that, I apologize. Your thoughts on Claypool talking about uh, music, uh, playing music during practice. What are your thoughts on that? Then your prediction the rest of the way. I, I actually loved it, and and I thought it was a great idea because you have to realize, first of all, um, to get back to Claypool. Claypool wasn't like this at Notre Dame. I said after his rookie year, where he probably could have been NFL rookie of the year. Uh, he took the NFL by storm was Juju. And I says, you'll never win the championship with Juju. You need to get rid of Juju right now, trading. Um, his value was very, very high. I would have traded him after his rookie year. Everybody thought I was crazy. Now you couldn't trade Juju. He didn't have no trade value. Uh, but Juju took Claypool under his wing last year. And um, Claypool became a clown like Juju. Everything's about a brand. Claypool says anything to get. Um, he knows what's going to make, um, you know, national headlines and tapes and, and whatnot. And now you've got all the players throwing each other under the bus, you know, with, uh, you know Fitzpatrick and, and Hayward and all these guys saying the team needs to practice harder. Well, you guys are the leaders. You know what I mean? I, I've never played. You're, you're a coach, Claudio. Um, I never played on the team. I was always fortunate to be captain of the team. We never had bad practices. That's on the leadership and the coaches. Sure. So, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Don't point your fingers at the players. We need to practice harder. That's on the leadership in the locker room. But as far as Claypool and today's football, Claudio, um, that's what these young people have been allowed to do. They can't do anything without music. The music is blasting. That's the problem, Ben. That's why Ben never got MVP of the team because the team was made up of 80% black players and they hated Ben because uh, Ben didn't had his day where he wouldn't, there wasn't no rap music in the locker room. <laughs> hey, man, there almost was a, you know, it was almost a march in that locker room. <laughs> black Lives Matter, no rap music. So, <laughs> we, we ain't voting for you. We ain't vote for you for MVP because you got a day. But uh, it's just crazy, man. It's just a different <laughs> environment. Uh, Coach Tomlin has allowed, and, um, you know, the, the environment can't grow if you plant seeds in a, you know, somewhere where it can't grow. That th- those seeds grow very well in Coach Tomlin's locker room, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, without watering, no without watering it. <laughs> yeah, man, I had no problem. With uh, him saying he wanted to play music because he's been used to that. All right. So your final prediction for the uh, Steelers' uh, final record? They're five, five, and one right now. Whew. Well, if they win another game, Claudio, man, <laughs> I think they ought to have a parade. Hey, listen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, anything can happen. Injuries can happen. You know, so. Last year they played against third and fourth straight quarterback. So, yeah. um, hey, listen, you know, there's not a team on their schedule the rest of the way that I think the Pittsburgh Steelers would be favored. I mean, I don't think there's anybody worse than Detroit and they tied them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I just feel bad for Ben. I think the Steelers have enough firepower um, offensively um, that – they can make a few things happen. Um, but the problem is the offensive line is not giving them any time. 
uh, their best uh, receiving threat around the goal line with seven touchdowns. Flyer move, who I feel is the second best tight end in skill of history. Behind you called Eric that at Green. the beginning. Yep, you called that at the beginning. Yeah. Before, before he you played know, one game. Before he played one game, I told you I've never seen a tight end in NFL history with the type of body control to get his feet down and make the acrobatic catches and just adjust the footballs uh, like him, man. He, he was a very unique guy, and he, he's proven it over and over again. So hopefully, um, you know, he, he, he these concussions won't um, shorten his career. But uh, I tell you what, man, if I was Big Ben, uh, because of Fryer moves, I mean, he got a chance to have over 10 touchdown passes this year, maybe 11. And I would want to come back just to, um, you know, team up with him because Ben had some of that um, with uh, Heath, Heath Miller. Uh, right, but right. Heath Miller didn't have this kind of, Heath Miller didn't have this kind of talent. Um, and like I said, there will never be another Eric Green. So as high as Fryer moves can get, it's the Hall of Fame, but he'll never be better than Eric Green. Who's better, Eric Green or Ebron? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see, they came up with a lie. How did he come up with a knee injury, man? The Steelers, the Steelers put that cancer on injury reserve, and he was just trying to catch the ball too. And I know. They put him I know. On he got that touchdown. Uh, yeah. Well, all right now for more play time. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So you think maybe six wins total, maybe. I, I don't think they'll finish 500. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think but they got five five wins. They right, got five wins right now. Yes. Yeah, maybe that last game of the season, the team won't need a win, and they'll sit down all their starters, and, <laughs> and the Steelers are going to overtime. And yeah, I think they'll win one. I think they might win that last game for Ben, especially if mm. this is his last year. I think wow. I can see the Steelers going all out, especially if the team don't need the game. Right. When the win one for, for Ben. Right, right. Well, now, Pitt. Pitt football is in the news, finally, after a long, I think, a long uh, time off of it. They're ranked number 15th. Um, you know what? What sticks in my mind, Jim, is, and I've been to all the home games because, obviously, my daughter's in the color guard, so we go to watch her, my wife and I. But um, what hits me is, if they wouldn't have lost to Western Michigan and Miami, they'd be undefeated. They might be in talks for the playoffs. What do you think of that? Well, I, I think so because uh, I think with the ACC player of the year is the quarterback, and he, he yeah. may win some uh, quarterback awards. So they're exciting at the um, offensive positions, and that's what you really – you really need something um, to sway – the, the the voting uh, to get in, even if you're undefeated, you know, and I think that having a, a quarterback, if they were undefeated, he'd probably be a front runner to win the Heisman Trophy. You know, that hasn't, hasn't happened at Pitt since 76 when Tony Dorsett won it, so uh, that would have been great, but I'll tell you what, uh, Claudio, I am just so happy for, for the young man. I'm happy for the program. Um I thought Pitt was loaded and stacked last year, but I had no idea they had so many players coming back. You know, I guess that last year didn't count. So all these guys, if they wanted to, to could come back. And and I gotta, I gotta say something. I know our our national and international and international audience never heard of a kid named Paris Ford, 
But I just feel sorry for a kid like that who just um, who could really be enjoying a great uh, junior year. Um, he turned pro after sophomore year, and right. and um, you know Rancho sophomore year, and and uh, didn't get drafted, and was the first cut by the Rams. They couldn't wait to cut him. Um, but like I said, it's all timing because uh, <laughs> because because Pickett almost. Um, I think Peyton Manning talked him out of going pro last year. Uh, Pickett wanted to go pro, and I know he's happy that he came back. He's forever in the record books. I mean, people in, in Pittsburgh will never forget him. Uh, for the next 40 years, I'll always remember the season that he had. And, and I just feel sorry for guys, man, because, you know, the community, their dad, or whoever tells them, you know, hey, go pro, blah, 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 quit college. And, man, you can't go back. You know, you, you, you know, it's expensive to go to school. You're going to school free. Nowadays, man, you can get your master's degree because most guys, most guys are reassured as a freshman. So you get free five years of education, man. And uh, I, just, I, just feel, I just feel sorry for, for those guys, man. Okay. Now, um, as far as the Heisman, you mentioned Pickett. Do you think he has a shot to win it? No. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. And now you mentioned Marino as well. Well, you didn't mention Marino, but you mentioned uh, Kenny Pickett, and everybody knows that he's breaking all of Marino's records. Um, not to be hard on anybody, and I know Luther gets on me sometimes. He was at the game with me a couple weeks ago. As a scout, and I know you do the same thing, you compare – that player to the best at that position that you'd see. And this way you can paint a picture for a GM, a scouting director, whomever is interested in that up and coming player. <clears throat> Pickett breaking all the records, so on and so forth. I don't think he's anywhere near Reno. That's my opinion. Um, first of all, before I ask you the next question, your thoughts on that. Do you think he's close to Marino? Forget about pro, but in, I'm talking about even in college, the two college players, Pickett versus Marino college player. Probably as close really? as okay. anybody to Marino and in terms of how far his dorm room is from where Marino's <laughs> house was. Where okay. he <laughs> <laughs> but, but anything, anything in terms of a quarterback, I, I think he runs a little bit better. Marino went to pit uh, with some wheels, but uh, four years later, you know, he's, his, some of his legs got, uh, you know, right. compromised. Hey, look here. Only thing people got to know, if they don't know about Dan Marino, I don't care. I've never seen a better quarterback. Might have been some better quarterbacks, but I've never seen one um, better than Dan Marino. Now, listen, anytime a coach is a run-first coach and changes his whole offensive playbook That's right. for one guy, I mean, it, the, the biggest shock in the National Football League was when Don Schuller started throwing the football, and right, there only right. was one guy that God ever made that would have. Uh, uh, Bob Greasy, he's a Hall of Famer. He he couldn't change his mind. Dan right. Marino, his ability to throw a football, and um, and as tough as he was, I mean, he that's just one once in a generational guy. I know everybody likes the Peyton Manning and the Brady's, and I love Not even them close. Not from, even close. But from a talent standpoint, nah, nah. 
I urge, one day in Marina, no. I urge everyone to go on YouTube, and it's a black and white video. And I believe Marino was a freshman at Pitt, and he's just there with his shorts, T-shirt, no helmet, no nothing. And they have him making different throws, roll out left, roll out right, drop back. He, and you and I talked about he had great feet. Watch that throw he had in the Sugar Bowl in 81 against Georgia. I think it was 81. Uh, where The way he drops back with his feet. And, of course, the quick release up and out. Um, for me, he's the most talented quarterback ever. Uh, Chuck Knox said the two most talented quarterbacks he ever saw, okay, were Joe Namath and Dan Marino, and, and I'm with him on both of those. Now, um, uh, as far as coaches now, Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame for LSU. Uh, you know, when you and I were growing up, Jim, Notre Dame was it, and uh, you would never see a coach leave uh, like that. So your thoughts on Kelly leaving for LSU, does that diminish the Notre Dame program, or is that just the way things are today? Well, Brian Kelly, first of all, is a piece of crap. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you know, Notre Dame should have fired that chump when when that ball boy got killed when he put him on top. But which of the things oh, that yeah, Bear Bryant right. used to watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know exactly. And Tower. Yeah. And, and went, yeah, the tower, and he blew off, and and died, wow, that's man. right. That's he right. He got fired. He's underachieved at Notre Dame. You know what I mean? And and now now he's a he's an Irish guy. If you're Irish, we where else do you want to come but to fight in Irish? Right. And so you know Notre Dame's always took care of me financially, man. I was shocked uh, to hear him leave, but uh, you know, listen, when we grew up, Claudio. Notre Dame, USC, we didn't miss those highlights on Sunday. Grambling highlights, man. And to see where the program has fallen. And there's a few things that's hurting Notre Dame. Number one, they're hiring garbage like Kelly. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, um, what's hurting Notre Dame is Notre Dame, you still can't see Richard. You know what I mean? You know mm. these, and and you and they don't recruit junior college. So um, if you are not a you, you can only come to Notre Dame as a freshman, and four years later you're out of there, brother. So that that hurts a program because there's some guys who you know look at picket. You know, if he'd have went to Notre Dame, he'd have been done two years ago. So um, you know, on the bench. So that that that's gonna always hurt, but. It shouldn't hurt Notre Dame because they're Notre Dame. You know, people grow up wanting to, you know, all the Catholic schools, Central Catholic and Fair Catholic and all the great Catholic schools around the country, they all their kids want to go to Notre Dame. And they're usually powerhouses. So, um, you know, and all the, you know, if you're a Golic, all your, all your kids want to go to Notre Dame and they <laughs> have gone to Notre Dame. So that could have hurt them too because Golic Junior wasn't no good. But... <laughs> No, but hey, no. Notre Dame, Notre Dame should never be bad, um, you know. And um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm really really shocked. Um, I thought they had a really a great quarterback with a kid from Pine Ridgeland with the Notre Dame, but uh, he wasn't getting no love, so he transferred to Boston College and ate the league up right away. You know, he'll be going. He'll have one more year and going to the draft. He got injured a little bit this year after putting up 300 games after 300 games after 300 games. He may even win the Heisman next year if he stays healthy. 
Um, Notre Dame really could have used that talent at quarterback. I don't know how they couldn't see that kind of talent. Right. Well, now, um, another guy that you and I talked about off the air a little bit was the guy from uh, Arizona Kingsbury being offered the Oklahoma job. Now, he didn't turn it down. He wasn't mad. He wasn't insulted because he was offered the job. And you said he's doing the right thing as far as maybe using that for leverage so he can get a better contract track with Arizona. Tomlin, on the other hand, was pretty upset and felt offended that he was asked or asked about uh, would he have any interest in the USC job. Your your comment on that? Uh, well, hey, listen, Kingsbury's a classy guy, man. You know, whether you think he can coach or not, I think most people were surprised how well he did at Arizona, especially getting off the slow start that he did. But, you know, it ain't like, you know, 40 years ago where they're offering you a, you know, Indiana job and the head basketball coach, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, Bob was the basketball coach for Indiana. Bob Knight. Bob, uh, Bob Knight. Knight was only making $20,000 a year. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't oh, like, no. it ain't like these college jobs are saying just as well as the NFL job. Well, Kelly got 9.5 uh, for 10 years, I believe. Wow, that's probably more than Coach Tomlin's getting. You know, well, right Tomlin now. makes eleven. So, Tomlin, Tomlin makes eleven. He's the fifth, he? and he's the new, fifth paid, yeah. highest paid coach in sports in the in the United States. But you know, you you could still again, who the hell would want to leave the Steelers? I get that, but maybe he could have used that leverage for more money, more years a little bit more of a lock on another position with the organization. Who knows? Instead of, you know, I, I didn't understand why he was upset about it. Maybe, maybe I just don't see it. I don't know. That's why I asked well, you. Coach Tom, well, Coach Tom, and he got Stephen A. Smith in his back pocket. They're buddies. So he knows what to say to get on Stephen A. Smith's national uh, TV <laughs> program. You know, the quotes. And, you know, they, if you look at if you look at how Coach Tomlin's perceived nationally, it, it, it's 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 a joke. It's laughable to people in Pittsburgh to really know what's going on. You know what I mean? This is a guy who does less coaching than anybody in the history of the National Football League. But when things are going well nationally, everybody want to play for Coach Tomlin. If I was a football player, I would want to play for Coach Tomlin. You know, so he he just got a great national reputation. You know, this guy is the most quotable uh, guy in the press conference. Like I said, all he cares about in the press conference, that's all he cares about is his press conferences. You know, because evidently he ain't doing nothing next and O-wise. And um, this is a guy, you know what I mean? What coach in the history of the NFL almost gets ran over because you're looking at the jumbo on seven yards <laughs> onto the football field? I mean, come on. That's all you need to know. You know, he's not doing any coaching. And like you always say, Claudio, there's no not. Because Coach Tomlin used to be a friend of mine, you know, until I knocked his son on a, you know, a radio station that goes in the seven states. But, um, yeah, I was just telling the truth. But, you know, not, no knock against him. But you always say, Claudio, and I got to agree, what does he actually do? Nobody can tell us right. you know, what he actually does. So, 
Yeah, and, and like I said, as far as the press conference, it hasn't been brought up since, and that's what he wants, and that's that's fine. But when he got mad at <clears throat> Tim Benz when he asked about the USC job, you know, he really got upset about it. And what he should have done, in my opinion, now who the hell am I to say what another man should do? But if if uh, he was not interested in that job at all, he should just came out right away because he knew the elephant was in the room, as they say. Uh, I'm not interested in that job or any other job. I have the best job in sports, which he does with the best organization. Um, and uh, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Be done with it. Or do a Kingsbury is doing <clears throat> and use it for leverage instead of being insulted by it. And I didn't think that that was a good look. But again, who am I to say, you know, what's a good look, what isn't a good look and what another guy should do? It's his career and his life. But um, you know, I, I just think he could have used it a little bit better. And like you said, these guys are getting paid. It isn't like <clears throat> he's going from eleven million dollars to, you know, five hundred and fifty thousand. You know, they would have. If I'm sure another college, like I just heard on the radio, I don't know if it was USC with uh, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln, whatever his name is, uh, the new coach USC. I, I forgot what the hell his name is. Um, Lincoln Riley. <clears throat> or another school where it was four guys got the money to give to this coach. I don't know if it was Michigan. I forgot. Four guys got all you know all these zillions of dollars. I'm sure if somebody wanted Tomlin bad enough, they could have given him maybe $15 million a year, made him the highest-paid college coach, and give him a 10-year contract. You know, so, again, my opinion and they, is and they would and, and they would have been disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> man, have been disappointed, man. Uh, but I, I can say this, you know, because you, you know, I, I thought the coach leaving Oklahoma made a mistake. Um, now, if you want if, to, if he got ties to USC or what, he strongly got his program going away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the last seven, eight years, listen, Oklahoma, he, there's no defense. Um, you know, with with Lincoln, there's no defense, but right. he got two Heisman Trophy women. He's a quarterback guru. Sure, so their offense is second none. You know, you got uh, Baker Mayfield winning a Heisman. You got uh, Kyler Murray winning a Heisman. You got uh, Jalen Hurts coming in second in right. the Heisman voting. You know what I mean? They're struggling at the quarterback position this year. But this guy is known for being a quarterback guru. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to uh, – I don't know if, if Glenn Shaw is producing as much – you know, that's Crip country down there in South Central L.A. So I don't know, man. I don't know where he's going to recruit in a fight back in the day. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, you, you, know, were you running back. Ricky Williams and Cousin down there. Uh, if, you were, if you were a running back, you wanted to go to SC, period. Now it's not the same. That phony uh, Lynch Warren is athletic director. I guess they found him out. Yeah, <laughs> they he's ran out. ran him out yeah. of town. Yeah. So that's one good thing USC did. So I guess they tried to move in the right direction. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know these guys, but money talks, as they say. So I, I'm still surprised at the Notre Dame thing, but maybe they just didn't want to give. I'm sure he told them the offer and they said, no, nah, go ahead and leave. You know, but uh, I guess they didn't want to come up with that nine five a year, which, again, uh, you know, money talks at the end of the day. But, um, Jim, uh, we're going to have our 
Eric Jackson Lurie, final word. Criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. Now, Jim, I know you're a heavy, heavy, heavy football guy, but um, the Pirates seem to be getting rid of people really quick. They got rid of their gold glove catcher. I don't know if you knew that. Jacob Stallings, who was a very popular player here. I don't think he was as great as people made him out to be, but nonetheless, gold glover, he had some key hits. They got rid of Colin Moran. They got rid of uh, one of their left-handed pitchers, Stephen Brault, which I wasn't crazy about him either. But, you know, who are you going to... They got another catcher, Perez, who's a former gold glove winner, who batted a buck fifty-five. Now, from where you sit, from where you sit, I mean, I have no faith in the Pirates. What kills me is the fans. Oh, it was a good move to get rid of Stallings. And in a couple of years, we'll bring up that kid we drafted. I think his name's Davis. Now, you don't know what the hell that Davis kid is going to do. You know, they're just getting rid of people. And, and once Davis does well, they're going to get rid of him, too. But your thoughts, the final word from where you sit looking at, at the Pirates, your thoughts on them. Well, I'm a little disappointed in the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates because uh, they're not getting rid of as many as I think they should. And <laughs> you, know, you know how much money I made back against the Pirates last year. I know that. I can't afford for them to be good, man. Well, you don't have to worry about it because there's going to be another 100 lost season, in my opinion. Hey, I need them to get rid of anybody that looks like they got a gold glove. <laughs> but I was surprised. That they got rid of the catcher. Um, you know, I did hear that yesterday, and uh, my good friend uh, Nick brought it up on another pro- program yesterday, and I, I was uh, shocked. I, I was pleasantly um, shocked about that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, from where I sit, you know, it's a beautiful ballpark. You know, I hope, hope we never lose uh, the Pirates. Um, I guess. Uh, LeBron James didn't buy them yet. He's bought into the Penguins all of a sudden, man. That's, right. <laughs> That's all we need. That's all we need. These blacks are getting into hockey and NASCAR <laughs> driving me crazy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but I guess oh, things, things are still things are still going. going you know, Jim, I, I, I do. Yeah, I'm happy. They're going to lose another hundred. You'll make some money. You know what, Jim? Real, real quick. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask you, since you mentioned the Penguins, for whatever reason, and whoever made this, the decision, because I don't know, but somebody made the decision, there is a beautiful, beautiful statue of Bruno San Martino that was made that is sitting somewhere, I believe, in Connecticut, in somewhere for the WWE, in some WWE building. They were asked, the Penguins were asked if they could put the stadium uh, somewhere on the uh, PPG property. And obviously it's not there. Your thoughts, even though he didn't wrestle there, but Mazeroski, Stargell, Clemente, and Hannes Wagner didn't play at PNC Park either. But you, would you like to see that statue, which again is a beautiful piece of work, and Bruno is you know, the greatest professional wrestler of all time, being here from Pittsburgh, uh, you, would you like to see his statue somewhere on the PPG grounds? As I do. Well, well, I, I I'm not sure how big a part LeBron Jones James has in the new ownership, but I think LeBron, even though I'm not a LeBron fan, I think that he would be open to Bruno. Um, it, it'd be crazy not to. Bruno San Martino is the not only is he the biggest name, um, you know, maybe in Pittsburgh history, but 
the guy was classy, Claudio. Sure was. You know what I mean? Um, why, you know, why would you not want a statue of somebody like that that was born, bred, raised here, never forgot his roots? And, and his history, if anybody listened, the history we brought him to this country, man, you want to erect a statue. That's for sure. For well somebody that great. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, look, the, look what's going on in the, in the Negro Leagues now. I mean, the, you know, National Baseball Association League is talking about uh, changing the MVP award to the Josh Gibson award. Sure. You know, he, he never played Major League Baseball. You know what I mean? So, like I said, times are changing right now. And, um, hey, uh, I, I think the city of Pittsburgh would love that. I know I would. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And they should have done it while he was living, too. But his family was certainly appreciated. Yeah. And it's yeah. well-deserved. Yeah. It's well-deserved. Jim, I can ask you one more thing. We'll end it with this. I apologize. I Because uh, I, I never really ask you this point blank like I'm going to ask you. As I mentioned, we do a, a great show, The Boxing Authorities, which can be seen on PCTV 21, Comcast, PCTV 47, Verizon, and, of course, live.vivetv.network. Um, I love doing the show with you and Luther. It is a boxing variety show. It is entertaining and informative, just like I promised Danielle Jackman and John uh, Jackman of Vive Television Network, and I appreciate them giving us the opportunity and the World Boxing Council, which is boxing's biggest federation, um, but governing body. But I, I want your opinion, you know, all kidding aside, your your honest opinion uh, about the show. Most fun ever, most fun ever had with my clothes on. <laughs> no doubt about it. Hey, listen, man. The kid. <laughs> The chemistry that we have is second to none. I'm telling you, Claudio, I, every time, no matter when or which show I watch, I enjoy it. I laugh. It's entertaining. And I know what's coming up. You know, it, right, it's just right. great being on, being on. I was laughing yesterday. Luther said something. I guess he got a, I guess he got a fake job today. He couldn't be <laughs> on today. But he said something, man, and we and and, and I said something. He says, "Yeah, wherever anybody would sense with that." And it's just the way he said it, it was, it was so funny because you know he definitely didn't agree. But I mean, we just and we couldn't have done it without you. This is something I always wanted to do all my life. Uh, Claudio would do uh, something in 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 boxing, especially professional boxing, and and uh, you know you. That ran all the hurdles for us, man. You do a great job of hosting the show and coming up with all the the, the questions for us, and just makes it easy uh, for Luther and I, man, to, to do the show. We really appreciate it. And I tell you what, man, I, I'm not just saying it because I'm on the show, but I tell you what, I love it. I, I listen to at least one or two of the shows every day. I just crack up. I'll be in my car laughing, man. <laughs> it's just a fun show. Not only is it informative, but uh, we have fun together, man. And we and I think we make the audience laugh. And, and Claudio, for us to be shown at the WBC convention, what more can we say, brother? What more yeah. can we say? That was big time. When, I saw, when Danielle sent me that, 
uh, snapshot of that video. Uh, and, and like I said, Dine Lalonde was there, Vinny Paz, anybody who was anybody, Sugar Ray, Roberto Duran, uh, you name it, they were at that convention. And for us to be uh, highlighted, whatever you want to call call it, was just an honor. And I was just so excited about it. And you know what? Like I've said this 60 zillion times, and I, I mean it from, from my heart, there's an old – I'm repeating myself, but that's okay. I, there's an old wrestling – quote that said rick flair and dusty Rhodes could both wrestle a broom and it'd be a good match well any show with you and luther is a great show and as i said whatever i add to it i add to it but it's a lot of fun i look forward to it and the show goes by so damn fast that's the part i don't like every after every episode fans of our show here audience we say the same thing man that went quick man that went quick but you gotta watch the show even if you're not a boxing fan i had somebody the other day a friend of mine and she's not a big boxing fan at all but she enjoyed us and we enjoy i always end the show we hope you enjoy the show as much as we enjoy bringing it to you and it's the truth we love doing it so uh keep sending us emails for the questions for the show because they always say you're a part of the show but uh, Jim, like I said, I, I couldn't. Uh, I, I'm so blessed to, to to call you a brother, not a friend. And, and Luther too. Luther's a great guy. We have a ton of fun on the show, and um, it, it's just a, a blessing to be doing it. And we're we're at the bottom floor, man. We still got a lot of floors to go, and, and we're going to be going uh, climbing that the, those floors too. I know that, and and uh, we're excited about it. And as they say, we're, we've only just begun. So Jim, thank you for everything. Thanks for being on the show. And I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you Monday for the taping of our show. Hey, thanks, Claudio. It's always an honor to be on. And, and I appreciate my main man, Adam. We couldn't do it without Adam. That's for sure. That is for absolute sure. Well, thank you again, Jim. Okay, everyone. Uh, once again, we want to thank our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. Don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field in the Office. Get it on my website or Barnes & Noble. Um, don't forget about the Boxing Authorities, live.vivetv network. That's live.vivetv network. And then um, subscribe to our channel here, the Claudio Rosano Show. And uh, my mom's birthday was yesterday. She would have been 82. So happy birthday to my mom. I miss my mom every single day of my life. And um, and uh, we have a bunch of great guests coming up, including one of these days we're going to nab him. He keeps saying he's going to come on, Rudy Rudiger. That'll be a fun interview. Uh, thank you, Rick Mitchell. And, of course, thank you, Adam Zalouf. And, as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com. outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park?
Mark Parker. Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. Gotcha. Law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric. Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. 